just gotta preemptively get that going. Stephen will join eventually, or he won't. Who knows? I'm preemptively getting ready to order takeout later. Nuri is out for dinner with a friend, so that means I am takeout boy today. Not because I expect her to cook for me or anything, but just because when she's not there to cook for, my willingness to put in any sort of effort into making dinner goes way down. And there's no even bread for toast. There is bread for toast. I just fancy something with more fat in it. I don't understand that at all. That is toast there. Like, so if you're left alone, you will just eat toast. If even. <laughs> Sometimes I just won't make dinner. <laughs> Yeah, I skipped breakfast, uh, and then Nuri asked me what my lunch plan was, and I was like, I think I'm uh, going to skip lunch as well. Uh, and then she asked me when I planned on eating, and I realized that like subconsciously I've been planning on ordering takeout since like the moment I woke up. Since <laughs> three weeks ago? Yeah. I just I'm silently uh, counting down the days for when Nuri won't be home for dinner. One of those, like, you know, you see like a subconscious thing, and it slowly worms its way into your brain. This fucking guy and his fucking tea. I'm sorry, is six o'clock not understood? Is six o'clock a difficult time to follow? It's it's six o'clock when you start making the tea. I think that's how it works. That's what tea time means. <laughs> my um you know, my dad's retired. And so he's been playing a lot more golf now. And I realized just how out of the golf headspace I was when he kept talking about how he was looking forward to his morning tea time um, with his friends, which I realize now means the time you like start playing golf at. But at the time, it just sounded like they were going to go for like crumpets early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Even though morning tea time doesn't make sense. Tea time is the evening. Hey, man, if retirement means 9 a.m. scones, you know, on a regular basis, that sounds good to me. He buys a bunch. He'll go into um, done stores and buy a bunch of their like sweet white scones, and then just freeze them and slowly eat them over the course of like a week. But like not at regular times, not for breakfast or lunch or dinner. <laughs> just like I guess you know, whenever the mood takes him, that could be early, early morning, or it could be just before he goes to bed. I just think like he just likes knowing they're there. <laughs> just like a yeah, uh, there's like a random alarm that's set, and it goes off at random intervals at every at some point in a day and no matter what time it goes off that's scone time yeah, 10 past like, 4 in the morning doesn't matter scone time my mother hasn't slept a full night in years uh, apparently there's an Indiana Jones 5 apparently so I saw someone make the point um, earlier that you know how now you have people like I mentioned this the other day like nostalgia uh, bigging up the hobbit the way the previous generation nostalgia bigged up the prequels despite them being like objectively pretty shit yeah um, someone made the comment that indiana jones 4 is like the next on that uh that pipeline i don't think i've ever seen indiana jones 4 it's pretty stupid like it's not awful it's just pretty stupid i mean to be fair i I'm at They're the all pretty asking. stupid. Yeah, I'm. I've never like loved the Indiana Jones films myself. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is fantastic. Um, yeah, that's the good. That one I like. But the other I mean, two... I, the, the others are good too. But I just, I feel like Raiders of the Lost Ark is just like a good film, like just in general, like not even for like you know an Indiana Jones action film. I think it's just like good. And then I think after that, it's kind of like 
okay, well, who really cares? I it, Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my favorite examples of that thing. Um, where like if you imagine a movie from a villain's perspective, where like a hero keeps getting out of like impossible scrapes, it just must seem like really fucking infuriating. Like you know, you <laughs> capture James Bond and you dump him into a shark tank, and then you go off for like two weeks and there's no like disruption to your business, and then James Bond shows up again, and you're like, what the fuck? I dropped you into some sharks. Um, but uh, you know when like Indiana Jones is trying to like hijack that the, the truck with the uh, with the Ark of the Covenant on it and yeah. he's like he jumps on the front and the driver like punches him out the, the door and he like goes, goes all the way back and uses his whip to hook on and gets in the back and beats up all the Nazis and then gets punched out again but then crawls back all the way up to the front from the driver's perspective he kicked the guy out that on you know kicked the guy out of one door and then like five miles down the road the guy climbs back in the other door did anyone? Did George Lucas have like the, the fucking best span from like Star Wars to Indiana Jones? Of like um, popcorn movies, probably. I'm He's sure definitely... there were like serious directors who've like you know released you know four or five super game changing films in a row. But yeah, in terms of like box office. Well, it's because like like Star Wars is like a bizarre like pop culture like fucking behemoth of a thing. I heard nothing but negative shit about Star Wars eight and nine, and now I cannot stop hearing about people being so fucking excited for Star Wars ten that's apparently being filmed next year. And I, I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that pipeline works. Like it's from furious like oh they fucking ruined Star Wars. It's the worst piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. I can't wait for the next one. It's like <laughs> what what happened? What I thought we hate. This now, I thought this was a bad. I love. I'm just looking at George Lucas's Wikipedia page. I love that he's only directed six films in his entire life. Yeah, well, that's he's definitely like the most profitable director of all time, right? Like per film. Yeah, like if you break down like the amount of work he's actually done, and like how much they've like brought in financially, he has to be like the top director of all time. I know, like, Avatar is, like, super successful and, like, you know, Titanic is super successful. But, like, Star Wars, even, I know, like, the last three made, like, a fucking billion dollars or whatever. But, like, even before, like, the current, like, movie inflation, popcorn flick stuff, the first six Star Wars films had to have made a billion quid between, like, cinema releases and, like, DVD sales alone. And then, like, you know, oh, it's the 10th anniversary so here's the special 10th anniversary cut collector's tin or whatever and that's not even counting like toys and like comic books all that kind of shit he has to be like number one probably well 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 look who's come crawling back how's the tea hot what'd you fucking boil the kettle yourself (laughs) sorry i actually couldn't figure out how to log into the how to join the chat (laughs) <laughs> well, it's not exactly easy to fucking find on this piece of shit. Well, yeah, that's because Discord shit. Any app that's purple, bad app. You know from the start. I'm looking across my purple apps on my la- my screen here, and the only other one I have is Microsoft Chat. Exactly, which is the only shit. Thing I've ever used. What have I? So, oh, you've got. Well, yeah, like Teams, isn't it? Fucking hell, Teams is a nightmare. What a See, terrible garbage. App. If an app is purple and white, garbage. You stay away from that app. You know already, What's it's a-, a bad app. What's a good app color? Discord. Um, Discord's the only purple app I have. Oh, well, there's the calculator app on Android. A good app uh, color is probably either green or like Chroma. Like a Chroma. The, inst- 
Hmm. What's chroma? It's just like a amalgamation of colors smashed together. Little rainbow situation. Huh. I'm just saying that because that's basically like every video editing app of all time <laughs> has the same fucking layout. So what's the best color for an app, a logo? I mean, if you take the chroma key out of it, see, because the chroma stuff, the chroma fits so well because like Google's in there. Google's a pretty good app. That's how you find tits on the internet. Um, you know, photo apps are usually chroma key colors too. See, that's the best one, but that's kind of cheating. Yeah. You see, Google kind of took all the best colors, red, kind of a kind of a warm orange. Like blue uh, and white apps, also garbage. Green. LinkedIn, who gives a shit about that? Dropbox, yeah. who gives a shit about that? Uh, look at here. PayPal. Alexa, who gives a shit about that one? PayPal uh, with the PayPal with the kind of the um, the, the ultramarine. PayPal, Daft, yeah. who gives a shit about that? I think oh, the only Tesco app Ireland. I have on here. No. <laughs> what about I, I like Just Eat. That's my favorite app. So it's somebody right say. now. See though, but then the, the orange and white though, that's also the red of the colors. And so that takes it down quite a few pegs now. Honestly, for me, because uh, I, I, I'm one of those fucking weird pieces of shit who uses uh, Reddit as fun. So for me, mm. pale blue is the Reddit color. Um, mm. I use default Reddit because I like someone asking a question and then getting downvoted, and then it's 18 comments of someone saying, why am I getting downvoted? I was just telling the truth, <laughs> lol. And then it goes back and forth like that for two hours, and it's crazy to me that anyone gives a fuck. I, I use the specific Reddit app because it's very amusing to me to imagine someone putting effort into designing their avatar, and I have no clue. <laughs> I have no Reddit app on my phone because I'm not a fucking disaster of a nerd. That's fuck, why. That, that is the Chad response, to be fair. Any other, I have to download the Reddit app. I used to check in on the fucking web, and then they were like, "Yeah, but if you want to do that, go fuck yourself." So I was like, "Okay, well, I yeah." What's I'll... like? I have visited. I have visited app. Like I visited the Reddit site on my mobile phone. I've been like, "Wow, what is what is this? This is really terrible." Hang on, let yeah. me try this. Let me try and navigate this site on my not on my laptop. Oh God, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, episode sixty three of Morning Brew. Hey, um, yeah, the, it's bizarre. Like they made the website, the mobile web website really really poor and then for some reason they disabled like any video clip if you're if you're like on the mobile website unless you log into the mobile website but the website shit anyway so you don't really want to do that <laughs> so it's, it's just kind of a mess and i mean i'm not making a reddit account to watch a fucking like oh here's 15 seconds from bbc one or whatever earlier today i don't give a fuck <laughs> i just click the links i seen it <laughs> i'm actually gonna follow up <laughs> Before you joined, Stephen, we were talking about how we're kind of asking the question on if George Lucas is the most profitable director of all time. Is he? How do you make that out? So you have Star Wars and you have Indiana Jones, right? They were a, they were a span of like fucking three years apart. George yeah. Lucas didn't even direct Indiana Jones. Did he not direct the first one? No, Stephen Spielberg. Oh, that's why it was good. <laughs> oh. Suck it, nerds. I mean, that's not a joke. I really, <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark is genuinely a really good film. <laughs> I just don't I just don't like his other stuff. I don't even hate Star Wars. Like, I don't like Harry Potter at all, and I just can't fucking escape it. I don't have the same feelings for Star Wars. It's just not for me. <laughs> and I see, like, discourse on it when people get really mad about Star Wars. Uh, and then, like, they're super excited 10 minutes later because they announce, like, fucking Boba Fett season 8 or whatever and it's like cool I, I guess we don't hate it again it's like oh yeah they, they ruined Star Wars with the new movies 
but you know they redeemed it with the nine different series and two spin-off movies and the, and see and the the tenth movie that's coming out next year it's like all right great i, I guess they didn't ruin it then did they huh. <laughs> didn't fucking ruin it if you spent like, like 16 hours after the last movie still watching their stuff like so this came up adam remember because you mentioned that you heard that they might be making indiana jones 5 and yeah. I, I don't i don't want to fucking overshadow didn't... who the fuck wants to see we've already had geriatric uh harrison ford try to do an but action film and that was 14 fucking... years ago didn't he hate indiana jones after he was done isn't that why he like there was such a big gap I... No, I think he just hates... I think Harrison Ford hates nearly every film he's in. Mostly because of the Fair. fans. He was really, really good in the Blade Runner sequel. I suspect he might like Blade Runner and maybe uh, the Tom Clancy films he did. I think Blade yeah. Runner... Uh, Blade Tom Runner Clancy just... movies slap, man. They absolutely slap. I'd sometimes... They're just, they're just like a, a mood board. Like, what if I lived in New England? <laughs> what, if I, what if I lived in New England and wore Probably blazers? a lot more clam chatter. What if I lived in New England, wore blazers, and worked for the CIA while wearing <laughs> blazers? <laughs> this is what my life could be like. I think, I think and I'd Air... get to fly on Concorde. But Air Force, what if, what if I was, what if I was really fucking cool at the time my parents were my age, etc. Ah, oh, that would be great. Mm. I would like to live in cool, New successful, and at least moderately wealthy from book sales at the at the age I am now. While my parents were the age I am now. I mean, it's kind of an interesting fantasy to play out in your own mind, isn't it? My mom bought a house when she was a dry cleaner. <laughs> like, let that's like, let that's my mom's house is like pretty big too. My mom has like a three bed, four bed house. <clears throat> yeah, I, I guess four, four you, bed. You're house. asking me, I've never been inside your mom's house. That can't possibly be true. My mom, nope, my, a, my mom has a four bed house and it's a pretty big house with like a big front and big back garden. And she was a dry cleaner when she bought that fucking thing a fucking dry cleaner god damn yeah but when she when she bought it probably two weeks earlier it had been a muddy field somewhere out in west dublin which she yeah could. that's that is literally true it, it was put together my aunt kind of really like looked out because those houses are so poorly put together that our neighbor <laughs> yeah. our neighbor who's been my mom's neighbor i think since my mom moved in i was two so like 28 years um they moved in and their downstairs toilet was broken and overflowed and because the pipe was put in wrong, they never fixed it. Their downstairs bathroom has been unusable for almost 30 years. Fuck. Why? What's they do with it? They did. They're, they just didn't want to put the money into fixing it. It's just a, just a, essentially just a room under the stairs at this stage. Did they take out the lavatory itself or does it still have no, water? No, no. No, no. I'm pretty sure it still just has water in it. Does it still flush? No, I I would not flush it <laughs> if I was them. But yeah, it's one very big risk to take. If you're wrong, you're really fucking wrong. I just think that's insane. That's I think about that all the time. I just think that like, man, you went almost three full decades and still have not fixed your bathroom. That's crazy. It wouldn't have even Some been people, that expensive. Some people are just busy, you know. There's a plug in our apartment which makes dangerous sparking noises sometimes. And I, in, th in four years, I still haven't called the landlord to get it fixed. Oh, Plugger. it's just a, it's just a spark. It's like, does it shoot Don't sparks? You... It doesn't. No, it doesn't what? shoot sparks. It just crackles every so often when you push. That's the fine. Button. Don't worry about it. It's a it's a good thing that your uh, it's a good thing that the building owner decided to fix all those fire defects the council found, <laughs> <laughs> and is now finally <laughs> going to put people in those vacant buildings after they've sat vacant for a decade. 
I mean, when uh, when the plug does explode, Dan, at least you'll know that the walls won't go on fire. <laughs> It'll just be like a, a little a little downstairs, a little a little plug fire. It doesn't. It's the curse of the renter. It doesn't matter how in my own self interest it is to try and fix this problem. A certain amount of me is like, "Fuck it, I don't care if this place falls apart. I don't own it." I I mean, yeah. like you need to be worried if, like, you know, if you see like smoke coming from a plug socket, or if you plug something in, you see sparks shoot out of it. That's not a great sign. <laughs> if it's just making a little crackly noise, you're probably fine. I I can't imagine it's gonna be enough of a worry in in the remainder of your time there for you to care about it enough. That's what I've been telling myself for years, and we're still here. So just take off your rings when you go to plug something in. Maybe <laughs> it'd be funny if that was like an actual thing, like a theme of uh, yeah, newlyweds who didn't know uh, electrical safety. Fifty <laughs> percent of all newlyweds die this way. Yeah. Are you are you guys uh just to bring it back? Are you guys excited about Indiana Jones Five? Like, do you care at all? No, I'll probably go. Yeah, out of morbid curiosity, like Harrison Ford is in his eighties, isn't he? Or he's like he's old uh, enough. He's definitely seventies. He's definitely seventies. I don't know. Yeah, if he's okay. quite in his eighties. He's Harrison Ford is is quite old. So I I'm morbidly curious to see what do they do with him. Do him like, I mean, if you if Blade Runner is anything to go by, then not much. Um, because yeah. I think he has like one like pseudo stunt in Blade Runner where he like kind of like jumps. And like like jumps to the ground, and that's like you know that's about the extent of it. I, I don't think there's much beyond that. I think he has too much wear and tear on the old joints from his plane crashes over the years to do much more. He has been in a shocking amount of plane crashes. Like I think it has its own Wikipedia section. It's just like yeah, because you know why Harrison Ford is a famous dickhead, and I'm pretty sure this is his enemies trying to take him out, and he just won't go down. How much of a dickhead could he be? Like, wasn't there a whole thing where he was rescuing people from the wildfires in his own personal helicopter? I think, he's a, that, I think he's a dickhead because Star Wars fans ask him, like, whether he thinks Han Solo is yeah, he's just Yeah, he's, he's just a curmudgeon. Yeah. But also, like, it's, well, it's definitely also a bit, right? Like, like, like people I mean, are like, really into the fact that, like, he, he plays this, like, grumpy old piece of shit. And so he <laughs> plays it up. Like, I mean... People used to share that David Blaine clip for years. Remember that David Blaine show where he used to go to like celebrities' houses and do tricks? No. He had a, there was well, a really weird show. I think the premise was that like he went to celebrities' houses that were like skeptics on like magic, <laughs> and he would like would do tricks that they couldn't figure out just to freak them out. And he did a trick for Harrison Ford, and Harrison Ford's like, "Get the fuck out of my house right now." Um, but like I convinced it's all just a bit. You know what I mean? Like I don't think he's actually like a real piece of shit. I <laughs> I think he's just a bit of a grump. But like, is that not just what because... age? What age is he? Like seventy five? Of course, he's a grump. Oh, I definitely say. Well, yeah, but in fairness, he's been like this since his thirties. <laughs> Sorry, I tell a lie. He's eighty two this year. Oh, he is. Sorry, he's, he's, no, he's eighty. He's eighty this year. So he's eight, he was he was seventy five in twenty seven. He was seventy five in October twenty seventeen when when all that story about him helicoptering people out of wildfires was going around. So this this October he must be eighty. Yeah, so Star Wars came out in like what seventy seven. So he's been a, he's been like this since he was like thirty seven. Yeah, was so was he thirty seven doing Star Wars? I suppose he'd some crow's feet at that point. I guess so. I mean, uh, he was that a makes sense, right? For years. Yeah, he he wasn't like an immediate success. He just did random shit in Hollywood while being a carpenter to make uh, ends meet. I think, I what's, think the, what's the what's the found him? Is he like this, the actor for American Graffiti pulled out and he's like, "Fuck it, my carpenter can do the job." Is that one of those real stories, or is that one of those things that where it's just kind of been like a myth? Like there was a there was a uh, obviously that like really old 
um like story that like David Brennis was like walking his dog before getting into acting and he got spotted and that's why he got cast as like Angel or whatever. And like not true at all. Like he he came out recently, he was like, Yeah, that never happened. I was <laughs> he was like, I was just I was just a small time actor and then I got a big break. <laughs> like that's the story just completely made up. <laughs> like I'm sure it's like exaggerated, but I think it is it is one of those things where um he happened to to meet George Lucas through his carpentry because he was working on you know film sets, and then George Lucas was scrambling for an actor. Like I know this guy, and they brought him into audition. I'm sure there was other people also auditioning. Hmm. Good for him. So can you can you name Harrison Ford's wife? Uh, I can't yes. have looked at the Wikipedia page. Is, is, Mrs. Is Ford, Callista Flockhart. <laughs> what age was she when Star Wars came out? Um, she is like My, minus twenty. <laughs> yeah, she's like in her fifties now, isn't she? So. Is she like nine? No, she'd be or, like three. Three or two? Yeah. She uh, wasn't born yet. Uh, born born November 11th, 1964. Oh, oh. no. Okay, so, she, okay, so she was 13. 13. Okay, she was older than I thought. <laughs> let's, let's, let's move away from this real quick. Is that a problematic age gap? Not in 2002. It wasn't when they met at the Golden Globes. I mean, no, as long as they met as... Yeah, as long as they met as adults, I think that's fine. Yeah, I'd be hard pressed to give. Like, I don't know what age is the cutoff because I think like if a, if a twenty year old was give, was going out with a seventy or an eighty year old, I'd be like, that's a bit weird. Mm. But I, I think once you... if a forty year old wasn't I, or a forty year old was, I wouldn't give a shit. So somewhere I, between that... twenty and forty is the is the cutoff. I think once you hit your thirties, anything between thirty and like as long as it's not something like fucking eighty or whatever, because that's clearly you know a uh, inheritance situation. Um, mm-hmm. But like as long like your 30s if someone 30 is going out with someone who's like 42 or whatever i don't really think it matters at that stage to be honest even if it's an inheritance thing as long as it's as long as everyone is clearly in possession of their faculties i don't care yeah because the person the person you know the older person's clearly getting something out of it the fair play given one last, oh aren't they one last ride <laughs> you know so to speak i've just checked when they met in 2002 was kosher under the half your age plus seven rule uh, in two, 2002, Harrison Ford was aged 60. Callista Flockhart, 38. Oof. Half of 60 is 30. Getting plus 7 is 37. <laughs> it's, com- I mean, it's completely I mean, legit, bros. Completely images, legit. Images of Harrison Ford sliding underneath the door as it closes <laughs> in Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> On his walker. Yeah. <laughs> um. What's the so Indiana Jones five is, is apparently coming out? That's a bit of a strange one for me. I literally only heard of it before we started recording. Whenever there's like a movie that like has like a massive gap and then they bring out a sequel, yeah, I usually always think that like you know a sequel is a bit weird. Like who really gives a shit at this stage? Like just do like a like a like a reboot or like don't do it at all. Do something different. But Top Gun was arguably better than the original Top Gun. Yeah, and Blade Runner's the sequel. I don't quite think was better than the original Blade Runner, but that that Blade Runner sequel fucking rules. Uh, that was the That's most flat. surprised I've flat. ever been with a massive like gap between two films. I really, really fucking loved Blade Runner. Okay, Best so sequels in general, like or like. Well, I like so gap. try and st- yeah, try and stick to a gap because it's. it's I think it's. Okay. It's more common that like after like a massive gap, you usually get like a kind of like a who really gives a shit movie. Like Crystal Skull is very much like that, right? Yeah. Like everyone talked shit about Crystal Skull. The ancient Skull. aliens hypothesis. Oh, whoopsie. 
for um, I, I, I have a good one I have a good one a good okay. an amazing sequel after a long gap Mad Max Fury Road oh that is a good one. Oh yeah that is a very good one not just a long gap but then it's better than any of the previous films like and it's different but also the same like it's yeah per- yeah okay that's sequel. fair yeah that's fair Fury Road fucking rules I'm gonna watch that again at Christmas I gotta get drunk again and watch it in my fucking underwear like I do every other year what, what's the gap for Fury uh, Road, uh, like fucking thirty years, thirty years or something. Yeah, maybe like was when like uh, Thunderdome. Yeah, this eighty five and Fury Road. And Fury like, Road was like twenty fifteen. Yeah, so thirty years. Twenty sixteen, twenty fifteen, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, twenty fifteen. So thirty years. Oh, I fucking nailed it! Look at that. What Curious. I thought was was really good was um. Did you guys ever see the Color of Money? No. No. That's a. It's from like the eighties. It's got Paul Newman and Tom Cruise in it, and Paul Newman plays the same character as huh. he did in The Hustler, which came out in like the early sixties. Um, okay. And it, it's like the perfect. It's kind of like what they did with Tom Cruise in in Top Gun, where like uh, you know, he's not coming. To, uh, Paul Newman's not coming to be a teacher in a hustler school, but he like t- takes Tom Cruise under his wing and teaches him how to hustle people. <laughs> and like that's the way you have to do it. So I assume in the Indiana Jones film, they better fucking. Have Indiana Jones be like, here's how you be a, an imperialist archaeology thief. I think he should hand the Indiana Jones mantle down to Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves is fucking old. Yeah, I know. Who's he going to play? He's going to play uh... Sean Connery's character. <laughs> They oh. made a sequel to Chinatown. Matrix, Matrix. I've, I've, I've still have not watched the new Matrix film, but I've, I have heard from most people that I know, including Steven, that it was very good. So that's up there. And it definitely has to be better than Matrix Three, because you know that one was. Terrible. Although, admittedly, I, uh, I really fucking liked Matrix Three when I, when I first seen it. I think there's a lot of slow, boring parts of Matrix 3, but I think it has some of the better action scenes in the entire franchise. Um, when when they like are breaking in to the club, and they're having like the underground shootout in the car park, and like Neo is still trapped in the like between the worlds. I think that <clears throat> shootout in the parking garage is probably the best action scene in all of the three Matrix films. I guess four, but I haven't seen the fourth. But that's <laughs> at the three that I've seen. Um, that I underground like car park shootout is so fucking good. That's what I was saying. I said that's up there too. Yeah. Finally, they got a happy ending. Ish. Okay. Well, <laughs> didn't need that. <laughs> <laughs> did you know? Did you know? Because I just went and checked because I, I didn't know and I wanted to know. How big do you think? Uh, how big of an age gap? Since I'm doing age gaps today, how big of an age gap do you think there was between? Keanu Reeves today and Sean Connery when he appeared in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Without looking. It's always where the new person is actually way older. Okay, so I think Keanu Reeves is in his 50s. So you're wrong on that. You're wrong on that one, Dan, but you're right on that one, Adam. Okay. Um, but so, um, I'm going to say the age gap is 36 years. Maybe in Three. biological years, but not in chronological years. He may, maybe he spent some time in a vat that we don't know about. I like don't two know. Two years, three years. I think he, like Connery was like probably. Early. You were close there, but you got further away. What? They're the same age. 
No, one you've year. given every answer that's yes. <laughs> you've every answer that was possible to give without getting the right one there, Adam. I, I call I call it crap dusting. It's, uh, <laughs> as long as I throw out enough things, I hit the no, target. Dan, that's very different. It's very different. <laughs> Do you know who you wouldn't try that with? Jeremy fucking Paxman, right? And you think it's appropriate <laughs> for me? Um, what was it? yeah, I, I remember. Um, you know, there's that uh, Twitter account which uh, tells you when anybody. What? Oh, not anymore. <laughs> Remember, there was, there used to be a Twitter account um, that would tell you when a celebrity was the same age as your man from uh, One Foot in the Grave was when that show started. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the they're Meldrew. all like... The yeah, Meldrew point. The Meldrew point. And they're all fucking like, they did Paul Rudd the other day, like who could still plausibly play uh, Victor <laughs> Meldrew's son or something. It really do, just shows do, how badly do, people do, do, do. I want whatever uh, whatever weird like um, what would you call it Botox or like weird like you know serums that Paul Rudd has I want that shit because fucking for like a plain ass white guy in Hollywood he sure fucking looks great for his age <laughs> maybe they're still putting Vaseline on the lenses though fucking a lot of Vaseline for fucking for him to still look like he did 20 years ago <laughs> Ant Man, fifty three. Where's Deckman? <laughs> I, I think realized I, the other day one of my favorite I'm jokes. Celebrity. Are you also watching I'm a Celebrity? No, but I haven't actually been watching it. I watched one episode oh. with my sister, and I realized that I've been mixing up Ant and Deck my entire life. Deck's the small one. Yeah, I thought Ant was the small one. I guess because an Ant, Ant is small. Small. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can that's see that good, logic. That's a good memory aid. Ant is the one that isn't small. It's ironic. Ant looks like an ant, and Deck looks like a deck. I don't, I just can't explain it any other way. You know, sometimes you see a name, and you're like, "No, this person is definitely." I uh, I can almost never put them together, even knowing who they are. I always confuse which one's which. One of my favorite jokes, probably in all of cinema, is Love Actually, when Bill Nye is on the Ant and Deck show, and he's like, "Well, good question, Ant or Deck." <laughs> good question, Ant or Deck. <laughs> and then he draws, "I'm a wanker" on uh, on Blue, isn't it? <laughs> Oh no, we we have we have a tiny prick, is what he draws <laughs> draws on the thing. I love. I, I feel like that's the, the worst aged aspect of the entire movie is blue being a relevant, uh, cultural thing. Like I I don't even think yeah. today's people watching that don't know who blue were. I barely remember blue. Yeah, but this is also the UK, which is the land of fucking the, the land where Z list celebrities are born. So <laughs> I think it fits if you look at it. You know, if you ever look at, like, a celebrity version of, like, any kind of, like, game show or anything like that, and it's like, who the fuck is this? And it's like, oh, this is Declan. He was a uh, assistant sub-editor of the Times for three months last year. And it's like, I, why is he here? I don't understand. Why do you... If you can't find a celebrity, just don't do it. What are we doing? Um, I, it must be the same in other countries as well, where they have like, you know, this man once tried to assassinate the prime minister and now they're on uh, Big Brother or whatever. Like, uh, they must be a similar culture of, of lovies. Just on, <laughs> just on the basis that if you're on RTE once, you will never get off RTE again. You will always I mean, that's true. To... You, you are right because Andrew Tate was a Big Brother um, contestant. Was he? Yeah, before all the internet stuff kicked off, Andrew Tate was previously on Big Brother. And, and I what think was he maybe... doing before that? blowing guys in Romania or whatever the fuck he lives. Has there been a has there been a really good Irish reality TV show since California? No. 
or before California. I don't think we do. I don't think we really do. Uh, like, uh, I guess. Um, well, there was sort of a golden living era with Lucy there. or whatever. <laughs> was well, the only thing well, we really do anymore. Around the time that I was in college, like there was sort of a little golden era of iconic, uh, iconic RTE-based reality TV shows. Talifor- well, California was in Virgin Media. Actually, what am I talking about? But Fade Street. Fade Street was the thing. Fade Street. I recognize the name, but I'm not too sure what what was Fade Street. Oh, you weren't you weren't here. No, you weren't here. You weren't living in Ireland at the time. It was ah. um, yeah, it was Monster at the time though. It was I never watched it, but it was pretty Monster. The only thing I remember about California is that's where the uh, two blocks per uh, two eggs per bloke comes from. <laughs> two eggs per bloke per day. In fact, it it seems based on based on my reading of this Balls.ie article that I've just pulled up, it seems that. A good solid RTE reality TV show is supposed to come along about once every nine years. So okay. overdue. Well, it, I can. I, I would. I would suggest that. Um, you see, you had Cabin Fever in two thousand and three, when like a load of like Z-list celebrities were put on a boat to circumnavigate Ireland and sunk the boat on Tory Island. <laughs> <laughs> Just two weeks in, it like ran aground and they had to be rescued by the fucking Orin Alive. <laughs> that was 2003. Right? That's good TV. Yeah, you bring it round to 2010, 2011 and what have you got? You've got <clears throat> the iconic California. That's, you know, five eggs per bloke per day. The fucking stack. The heck are you? Oh, right. <laughs> California's there, right? You bring it around another eleven, another nine years from California in about 2011. What do you get to 2020 with the pandemic? It's it's robbed us of an iconic Irish reality TV show. Okay. The one have we get pi- every nine years. Have a pitch like then. A, like a sixada. And if anyone, RTE, Virgin Media, you know what, fucking Jeff Bezos, if you're listening on Audible right now where you can find Morning Brew, subscribe there. Um, mm. You can steal this idea for Prime or whatever the fucking service is these days. Jeff mm. Bezos, by the way, who has done the Lord's work in resurrecting um, classic soap Neighbours. That was cancelled earlier this year. It's going to be an Amazon show now. Is this? Quick fire yeah, round. the entire quick library. Fire. Quick fire round, guys. What is your answer to California going to be? So what? Is That's what I'm getting. If you were if you were pitching it, yeah, what, pitching it to you right now. Be? Okay. Okay. So you get a group of people, right? Say sixteen people. Why not? Because you want to spread this out. Mm. Want to want to have this going on for a while. Want to capture the zeitgeist. And mm. one of them is a rat, and they're going to sabotage all of the other players of this game show silently in the background. While they're mm-hmm. competing for stuff like their dinner or like a nice place to sleep for the night, let's say we throw them on fucking, throw them in the Isle of Man for sixteen weeks. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and they're gonna the sabotage. Them. Just like wrecking the dinner. What do yeah. they eat though? And you have well, they they get fed. They they sneak off in the middle of the night. They have like, Domino's or whatever. So the person who gets fatter and fatter is obviously the rat. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the game. You have to figure out who's the rat. And if you pick someone and you're wrong, <laughs> you get eliminated, and then you're gone. Hmm. So have you been watching The Mole on Netflix, basically? Yeah, I did watch The Mole. <laughs> <laughs> it's been done. Yeah, but this is different, though, because it's a rat. Yeah. I would, like, actually... 
really enjoy a show like that where like it's like the mole except yeah they're much more deprived so their tempers are much shorter yeah um, yeah so like you have to put them in like a situation where like they're sleeping outside right but if yeah. they complete a challenge like an i celebrity challenge it's like oh they got a nice fucking dinner tonight or you know they get put up in a nice house for the night when they've been sleeping on the cold hard ground for the last six days you know so you got to make it interesting like that and then maybe someone <sighs> screws it up just enough where only some of them can sleep in the house and then, they, then the infighting starts. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Dan, what you got? My idea would be to have, like, basically Big Brother, but with Gen Z. Because oh, little them. sister. Because I don't understand Gen Z. And I, <clears throat> I, I, wanna, I want them to go full on talking about um, things being mid. And that's the only one I know. I think you're just describing screen. a TikTok house. I want to see. I want to see a TikTok house. Yeah, I want to see them with their with their hairstyles, which look strangely similar to our hairstyles when we were young, but somehow are very slightly different. And that on. But I don't. Me. But I don't want to watch TikTok. So put it on Virgin Media one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I want Lucy Kennedy to be going in every so often and to <sighs> interview them in the most awkward manner possible. I I have nothing against her. How did she suddenly become like this? Like, essentially, reality darling. Like, what happened? She's like a million shows. <laughs> You're living with Lucy. You have this new shit she's doing now. It has like nine episodes that got called. She's been on TV constantly for like the last four years. What the fuck happened? I think it's that uh, some producer in RTE accidentally deleted nearly their entire contact list. Like that fucking. There's a, a new show coming out. GDPR next month. <laughs> fucking Lucy does the dishes. It's nine episodes long. They're an hour piece. It's just her washing up the delf. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> Here's what I think, right? Uh, it's only going to be a three-part special, but okay. that's that's how long it could ever last. So, what we're going to do is we're going to build, we're going to build a sort of like simulacrum of a slumlord flat on the fair city set. Okay. And we're going to take like all the usual suspects. Like, there's going to be about sixteen of them. We're going to cram them into a space equivalent of like a three-bed flat in the city center. Uh, <laughs> we put Brezzy in. Um, <laughs> That's why it's only three episodes. Yeah. Only getting started. We're, we're going to put Michael Healy Ray in. Or sorry. Yeah, Michael Healy Ray. <laughs> he's not the one who's not dead. We're going to put one of, we're going to put whichever one of the cores we can fit in. Right? Jim. Jim. Look, if you'll go, if you'll do it, he will, right? But we need to get the gender balance right. Um, we need someone crapper than that, though. Those are all like real names. <laughs> Is Jim Core a real name? <laughs> what about someone who not, was not under clinic? admiralty rules? <laughs> uh, what you need to do, Steve, uh, is Gerald, Gerald Keane. Ger we're putting we're putting eight a solicitor Gerald Keane who re who this week secured twenty one thousand euro for his for his client. Uh, at the Workplace Relations Commission in a unfair dismissal suit. Go on, Jared, the worker's friend. Um, we've Johnny got... Ronan. He's no, putting he someone from the real he world. He won't do it. He won't do it. He's too busy. No, we need crapper actors and crapper celebs, really. Um, uh, you need one foreign celebrity who it's really sad that they've debased see, themselves to this. Like the... French Stewart. That's yeah. who you should put in it. You're thinking, well, we, ah, this, we'll put, is, this isn't 30 Rock from the Sun. This is We'll put in Katie Taylor, she'll do it, right? And if we can't go pick Katie Taylor, we'll get we'll get some other B tier boxer. 
You have to wait till she gets beaten up first, then she'll do it. Yeah, exactly. Until she loses one, basically. Um, we need a sports star as well. Um, someone off the GAA, the Dublin GAA panel. Um, yeah, and then and then a bunch of like, I don't know. We we'll just get some heads off Twitter. It'll be fine. Who's that, one? Who's that one who does all the the Irish Times columns about how much she loves England? I mean, I know someone. I know there's someone high up on Twitter who's going to be looking for a new job soon, so maybe they're going to fall into it. <laughs> or better still, make them run a social network while living in a fucking dorm. That would be so funny. They, oh fuck, we've accidentally enabled hate speech. Yeah. If hate speech continues for one week, one of you will be kicked out. <laughs> all right, who's the rat? And who said the N word? This <laughs> week's this week's challenge is Trump has created a Twitter account or a I don't know what we call it Twitter a Twitter yeah. account. One thing, something similar that I would love to see is see just putting a lot of celebrities as a, make them estate agents for the crack. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! What would you call it? It had to have a snappy name though. Under under pressure to under pressure to make sales for the end of the year before the market turns. <laughs> <laughs> maybe something snappier than that <laughs> because you see did you did you know that 70 75% of irish residential property transactions take place in the last 3 months of the year oh between september and christmas that's when most house deals clear that's a little insight there from uh dealing or having having involvement with the property supplement but that's when most of the business is so it's imagine well, that's perfect for the winter perfect for the winter season right so you put a lot of you put a lot of Z-list Irish celebs in and see how they got on as estate agents. I don't know, Dragon's Den style. It's like Cash okay. in the Attic or something, but like with way higher stakes and real people's money. I think Cash in the Attic is when you're renting out the attic bedroom. You have to find someone to <laughs> sleep in it. Except they all have to they all have to live together in the current property market uh, under the private rental sector. Oh, uh, you know what? So they can pay for it based on what they make every week. You know what? You know what? They're all living in one house, and they have to find someone to take their bedroom as a continued rental. Otherwise, uh, they stay on the show until they can do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jennifer McGuire is coming up to three years consistently on the show. I just need to find someone stay. to rent out that uh, box bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, she's like Jennifer Zappelli or whatever now, isn't he? Zamparelli. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. She's been trading off those Republic of Telly videos for 15 yeah. years now. We'll get Al Porter on the case. He'll definitely <laughs> we'll put him in for his rehabilitation stint. Sure, make sure you wear two pairs of jeans. Eek. <laughs> Just like to know. point out, this is a satirical program. <laughs> Everything no we say is ever... a bit. No findings of fact have ever been made against Mr. Porter. That's true. Everything we say is a bit. If listen, if someone tries to take aim at this podcast, they'd have to pull up all of the rest of it for context. And no judge will listen to this, so that's fine. We're safe. We're golden. They do that, and you know the next episode we'll be saying, "Oh yeah, we're all going to jail," but our view count has gone up massively. So swings <laughs> and roundabouts. That's what we should do: is commit a crime but bury the evidence deep in the podcast. Yeah, I'm down with that. Sure. When we get to like episode 100, we tell people that if they take the first word out of minute one of every podcast for the last 99 episodes, they'll get a confession. They'll tell them where the body is. <laughs> you know, I did think it was weird when they randomly said decapitation that one time. 
I don't know why that's my go-to for murder. <laughs> it's just, I, he's just fucking lopping the head right off. I uh, assume because you can't really think of any other verb that has a like a, that doesn't have an innocent explanation as well. Whereas, like, it's very think, hard to do an innocent decapitation. I think I've just been playing too many video games for the last two weeks, and I think that's where it comes from. It's time for us to be okay. Uh, I can, I can do, I can do decapitation from over over the course. It'll take me three weeks though. Video guys, starts week one. Um, Heading to the show this weekend. Um, Dan, are you finally ready after about <laughs> six episodes now to talk about your review for Cyberpunk that you wanted to bring up? I think in September. Yeah, no, well, I, mean, I I kept changing my mind on it, but now that I've moved on to Elden Ring, I think I can make a definitive statement on it which go is, on it's fine it's a solid six seven out of ten game um it's at, the, at by the end i was so bored of all of the same type of missions coming up again i was just enjoying the um the bugs of which it seemed like you could it essentially rolls a dice at the start of the of the, the session and that'll determine what type of bugs you get so i was oh. telling adam i got this amazing bug recently where all the cars seem to have lost collision on their backs but not their fronts which meant what? that all cars when they came to a traffic light didn't detect that they had to stop so drove into the next car until ah. you had about six or seven cars all fused together into one sort of car frankenstein which then couldn't move because the cars couldn't drive through each other so it just stuck on the road getting bigger and bigger as more cars turned around joining into it and while they cut the cars fused they couldn't get apart they couldn't drive apart also the sound of their horns uh, just got added together. So by the end, you had about eight eight cars <coughs> worth of horns all going off at once. <laughs> it was really, it was really upsetting. So I, I fast traveled elsewhere and hoped it didn't happen again. And it seemed not to. So it seems like every huh. time the game loads the world, you can get random shit. My other favorite is people walking in a straight line, not going around bollards, but suddenly shooting a meter into the air to walk over the bollard and then shooting back <laughs> down to continue on their path. Yeah, I uh, I don't know whether that's an Xbox thing. I I was playing it on PlayStation. I have had like no weird glitches really. Like it's been oh. mostly fine. It's at like one or two instances where like like an object is like you know vibrating essentially, and you just kind of walk off. Um, but, I, uh, I did one, I did one mission where you're supposed to pick up a key, and the key kept respawning, so you take it and it would still be there. Is and that so fucking Rivers mission? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know because it did that for fucking me too. Actually, every time I left the room, it kept telling me to go get the fucking key. And I can't go near there now if I'm on another mission. Because it'll bring the, the key back. It'll tell you to go get the key, even if yeah, it's yeah. an unrelated mission. Yeah. yeah, it did that to me, actually. That's, that's insane. It's, a little, it's called an antique key, and it's sitting on a shelf. And uh, it just keeps telling you to pick up this fucking key <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> I think it's the only game with cars in it. And you've got like, cars and motorcycles, and there's, you know, there's all these different varieties and stuff, where... I fucking hate having to drive. Oh fuck me! In it's Cyberpunk, awful. it's not fun at all. It takes a really long time. <laughs> Every time I have to do it, I'm just I'm not having fun. Steve, it's it's full on commuting. It's like uh, take the, you have to take the second exit onto the motorway to go down. You know, drive on the motorway for two minutes, then take the next exit and take the main street up to avoid traffic. It's fuck, it, and also the cars handle like they're made from olive oil. <laughs> Yeah, the, the controls for the cars aren't great. It's just, it's just kind of, yeah, the cars are just kind of boring. And like, you know, you can get fast travel points, but you have to like 
unlock them. And so sometimes when you have to travel somewhere, you're like two kilometers in game away from where like the icon is. So then you have to drive all the way over to it. Regardless, you just get close, and it's, just, it's not fun at all. It's the only the only grabs I have with the game. It's it is a perfectly fine game. I've had no real issues with it. Like it's fine. It's fun to play around in. Some of the side missions are fun. It's kind of like a a glossied up Fallout with less interesting characters. Well, so this is my my big problem with it is the fact that it's less interesting to explore the world. Like you'll go you'll discover this super cool big flashy looking casino building and you can't go into it. Oh. Um, yeah. Or you talk to a person and they're just called citizen. Whereas, like, at least then you go to Fallout or Skyrim or something, um, if you go and talk to someone, they probably have a name. And they probably yeah. have a little bit of dialogue you can interact with them with, even if it's very minor. Also, weirdly, like, every, like, every character's, like, side quest stuff usually ends with you trying to fuck them. Or giving you the option <laughs> to try and fuck them. Right, yeah. okay. Uh, yeah, it's a, I don't really know why. It's just, it's just kind of how they all kind of shake out. Like, there's one I, in particular where, like, you have the option to fuck either the guy you've been doing missions with or his sister. And I didn't want either option, so I didn't pick him. But also, like, I, it comes out of, like, nowhere. The game is really like, yeah, you should either, like, become basically a surrogate parent to these two kids you've never seen before. Or, or fuck her brother. And it's like, can I just, like... like do something not? else? Yeah, yeah. Um... But yeah, that's the that's the only thing. There's two things in the game that are really fucking annoying. One is the driving. Don't know why I put it in like that. It's not fun. I I really don't like it. The only good thing about it is you can summon your car by pushing like one button, and it just kind of like drives behind you. It, well, it runs it you over. You, yeah, it zooms you so fast. You can use it as a weapon. <laughs> I have in the past been being attacked by gang members and summoned my car behind them, and it fucking zooms, <laughs> knocks them all over. Which I'm um, not sure is intended, but it's pretty the, fun. And the other thing is, it's the I don't. It's really the weirdest part of the game. They have like a whole text message system, kind of the way like Grand Theft Auto Four had it, but but instead of it like you getting a text message to say, "Hey, let's go play bowling or whatever," you have to respond to text messages. Oh, what? And you'll get yeah, and like you don't actually have to type them out. It, like it tells you to pick like an option, but then you have to wait like sometimes thirty yeah. seconds to get a response. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, Adam. It doesn't show you the full message. You have to guess the context of the message from the first, like, seven words in it because it just cuts it off after that. Well, you can scroll down. I can't. I don't have oh. that option. I just have to yeah, line it. If the guess, like, is I'm sorry or oh, geez, which of these is the one that's going to end with me trying to say, don't <laughs> worry about it, and which of them is going to say, yeah, you should kill everyone who's ever wronged you. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can scroll, like, inside the little text message thing. And um, you can scroll down. I mean, there's never anything interesting to read in them. But yeah, you have a whole text message thing, and you have to reply to people. And some missions start with them being like, make sure you text Claire. And it's like, all right. So you go and you fucking text Claire. But then you have to like you have to spend several minutes on this fucking menu just kind of sitting there getting text messages. It really is like not fun. I don't know why they did it. And don't forget all of those um, timed responses you have to do that don't actually do anything. You know, like... Um... Do you want to, where do you want to go for dinner? There's one option, like Arby's, and you have like 30 seconds to pick it. And it huh. doesn't like, yeah. do, it doesn't, it, if you pick it, it's not like you go somewhere different than if you don't pick anything and it times out. So it's just there to add a little bit more like, are you paying attention? Focus, we made this game for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is, it's very like Fallout. Based. I, I wanted to play Fallout again for a while and I just never got around to it. Um, and so it's kind of scratching that itch a little bit for me. 
But mm. yeah, it, the, the characters are not very interesting in it. Like the, the one thing it does good, it does well. Like Fallout, I think, is it has a lot of very silly ways to play the game, which it says like it's absolutely legitimate for you to, you know, get knives on your hands, get a slow down time uh, input into your body, and then just move so fast that people can't stop you from chopping off all their heads. Like uh, I did that, it broke the game. I was way too powerful, um, and I liked that the game let me break it. You know, yeah. and afterwards you go and you pick something else that's slightly harder to give yourself more of a challenge. Huh. But I, 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 that's what I really appreciate it. And that's what's good, like Fallout, is that like, um, it's like here's like 70 different ways to approach this fight. And they're all vaguely stupid. Uh, so just pick the best one. I mean, if you get really good with like the hacking stuff in it, you can hack someone that has cybernetic enhancements and make them kill themselves. Um, and it's, it literally is make them kill them. Like, they'll pull out a gun, they'll shoot themselves in the head and just die. It's like, you can be fighting a boss and the boss will just, like, shoot himself in the skull and it's over. It's like, great, I've done it. Can't you do two of them in the row where you, like, make them... You can essentially turn it into a murder-suicide where you make them kill everyone around them and then kill themselves? Uh, I mean, probably if, you're, if your, like, RAM is high enough or whatever. Um, I mean, at that point, usually I've punched everyone to death with my gorilla arms, so I don't, I don't really... I I don't really need when, it. Uh, when I was so yeah, you have an option of you can get um four different types of upgrades to your hands. You can get the the knife hands, like where essentially like Wolverine blades come out of your hands, which I got, or you can get <laughs> um a, a rocket launcher in your hand, or you can get like a, essentially a big long wire you can use to strangle people in your hands, or you can just get hands which are really really good at punching. And when I was yeah. trying to pick between these upgrades, I was like, I know a hundred percent what Adam got. I know without, without even I bet he, he just saw that he could have something called gorilla arms and he blacked out and when he came to he already had them installed. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't know if they had like any ability at all. Someone just said, Do you want gorilla arms? I was like, Yeah, fucking course I want gorilla arms. What is that conversation? What like why would I ever say no? <laughs> but yeah, I think like overall it's pretty good, but it's the same thing that happened with The Witcher where I just haven't finished it because there's too much to do and I spent too long doing the side quest and now I'm like, oh, I'm kind of bored of this for a while. So I'll come back to it in a few weeks or a few months and I'll play probably the same amount of time again and finish it. But it's just not enough variety got, in it. I gotta be honest, The Witcher seemed like a lot of... It seemed, it seemed like a lot of work to me. Yeah, that's the why Witcher? I never started it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. Like, it's definitely better than Cyberpunk. And like stuff makes sense. Like if in, in Cyberpunk, you would like go up and just slaughter a random group of gang members, and that gang has no problem with you afterwards. Like, you, there's oh, no like reputation. Oh no, system. I don't like that. I hate that. I hate that. Yeah, there's really... like there's some gangs that like just kind of hate you to begin with. So if you walk in their like line of sight, they'll like get alerted and like try and fight you. But if you kill them in general, like they don't come after you or anything. There are other gangs you're friendly with, and you can like literally massacre hundreds of them. Uh, on missions or just randomly in the game and then afterwards they'll still be friends with you um Ugh. which is very annoying whereas like in in the witcher you can like get locked out of entire towns if you side <clears> against <throat> people in certain missions yeah it's good i think i think steven would definitely like cyberpunk a lot more than he'd like the witcher well, that's because it's got more guns in it yeah, yeah i just think it's more, i think it's closer to fallout and i think that like it's it's not quite as like time intensive either as Fallout it is, like, I haven't put anywhere near the amount of time as I would have to put into a Fallout game, but I'm, I think, like, level 48 or 49 on my saved file and could essentially, like, you know, power through the end of the game at any point I wanted to. Yeah. Whereas to get to that same point in Fallout would probably be double the amount of time 
or like a Skyrim would be double the amount of like time to put into it. And I, I kind of appreciate that it's it's quite small, to be honest. I have games around here somewhere that I haven't even opened. I haven't even taken out of the bag I took them home to the shop in. I can't even remember what they are. It's just nice yeah. to know that you could play them if you wanted. I have a sealed copy of Assassin's Creed Black Flag, the pirate one. Fucking hell. How old is that? Uh, I think like 2013, maybe. It was given to me like it, it. I think it got re-released on PS4, or else it got like just released on PS4. I really don't remember anymore. But it was given to me as a gift, um, essentially right as it came out, and I still have it in plastic. I've never, I've never opened it. It's just, it's just sitting there, and I think at this stage it has to be close to ten years old. I um found an unopened copy of Sly Cooper Three when I was down in Cork the other day. Uh, and okay. I really wish the fucking PlayStation 2 still worked because those this, are some iconic what I games. Ghost of Tsushima, Director's Cut, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, 1 and 2 remastered. Oh. I you buy those really... those yeah. might be the two most different games possible. Yeah, but I th- also Steve would love both of them. Yeah, they're both, very com- they're both very combo-based. I'm not very good at combo-based games, but I haven't even Ghost opened them yet. Ghost of Tsushima has that really cool um, uh, black and white mode. It was sick. Um, I think where it's basically it's basically does like a seven samurai film. Does does the blood come red? <laughs> I mean, I did, hope did so. you did you guys ever play the um, Lord of the Rings movie tie-in games that came out for the PlayStation Two? Yeah, they I wrote. played one of those. Yeah, they were they were fucking awesome. And one of the reasons they were awesome is they realized combos are hard, so they made the best combo just pressing quick attack five times. Once you unlocked ah. it, you did like a big spin and killed everyone around you. So I just uh, I just looked there to be sure. Uh, I was given Black Flag as a gift nine years ago. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and it's still in plastic. Astounding. At this stage, you can never let it go. Just on, on the I, I'm gonna w- I'm, Yeah, to I'm going to wait till, uh, till it becomes like a collector's item and then sell it. So By my own power chip. If anybody's in, in doubt as to my taste in games, I have played all of the Call of Duty game campaigns. Easily ten times over, start to finish. On veteran, but not hardened, but not veteran. No, I've I've done a couple of them on veteran actually. Um, I haven't made it past the first mission in the Phantom Pain. It's too hard. Fair. <laughs> I'm such a fucking casual. It's terrible. There's something really nice about like a short video game. Like, I don't mind a video game that, like, takes a while to finish or whatever, has tons of stuff to do. But if you have a game that's, like, you know, you play, like, realistically play it for, like, six hours and it's finished, there's something nice about that. I would have hated that as a kid. I would have fucking hated that as a kid. I'm gonna replay Titanfall 2. Oh, Titanfall fucking rules, dude. Such a fucking game. That's rad, man. Titanfall is such a... Then you have, uh... Or, uh, you don't have to admit, I suppose it's, it's, uh... It's expired. Uh, when you get a chance, you should sign up when you're looking for something to play to Game Pass again. Because uh, they have both Titanfalls on there, I'm pretty sure. Titanfall 2 is such a fun fucking first-person shooter. Oh, it's rad. Like, it's it's not that long. It's so fun to play. You get to play in a giant mech and shoot fucking lasers everywhere. It's, oh, wow. And, and it's over, like, so... It's it's not even, like, over, like, super quick or anything, but, like, it's it's just a nice, short little game. And it's like, oh, look, I'm done, and I had fun, and I didn't have to, like, you know, collect 8,000 fucking pebbles or whatever to unlock the fucking pebble shoes or whatever the fuck they want you to do these days to really pad shit out. And the multiplayer was so fucking good, too. Yeah, I used to whoop your fucking ass. 
Titanfall 2 multiplayer was so good. Is it guys servers are gone, I'm assuming? Pff, must be. Titanfall they're all pl- they're all playing Fortnite or TikTok or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you better not be making Fortnite TikTok videos down there. Apparently there was a DDoS attack on the servers. Who knew? Uh, here, leave That's TikTok and Fortnite alone. Twitter's going to go down soon. We're going to need somewhere to go. Stop that. Leave yeah. that be. Shouts out to the tree employees left on Twitter. <laughs> You're doing great work. God bless you. I got a very concerned text earlier today um, yeah, from someone who I'm not going to name that said like, so here, what's the deal? Is Twitter going to go away? And I was like, no, probably not. They're just, uh-huh. you know. He'll get some new tech heads in and he'll walk away and someone else will be CEO and they'll just kind of like yeah. undo the shitstorm that he started and it'll all be the same as it always was. <laughs> but they were very concerned. Oh, gosh. Being concerned if Twitter goes away. It would improve all of our lives. I mean, except Probably for people would. who rely on Twitter for their income. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Them, yes. Some people might have, uh, might have some problems if that goes away. Who, me? Oh, no, me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> a third of my day job is figuring out this stupid fucking hell site. I hope you're learning I, um, how to use Mastodon. I do a lot of work. I do a lot of work with Twitter, but, um, uh, yeah, if you, if you want to leak me something, you might have to email me soon. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get some business cards printed. Literally, how people leak me things is uh, either in person or on Twitter. Really? Yeah, yeah. they meet him. In, they meet him in a car park at night with a fedora and a, a, a um, trench coat. Yeah, I've office hours down at um, I've office hours at the O'Connell Bridge. Just call into me anytime in the half hour either side of midnight. If there's a queue, just go around the block. <laughs> you want to look for the darkest corner that has a slight light of a cigarette coming from it. I don't smoke. I, I have to get one of those light up vapes. <laughs> it's one of those kids' candy cigarettes. You just puff on it, <laughs> so the light goes up. No, it has, to, it has to be a vape because he needs the smoke to cover his face. <laughs> it's also whenever, you know, you, you come back late at night covered in the trench coat with a fedora on. You've been out getting secrets, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything... Vapes piss me off, right? Because they took something really cool like smoking and somehow made it like the dorkiest fucking shit in the world. <laughs> and why can't we have anything anymore? Like, this is like, you know... It's, it took two cool things. It took smoking and it took the smoke or the, the water vapor explosion of a shisha pipe. It took those two cool things and made both of them uncool. Like, if someone says, do you mind if I have a cigarette after they have sex? Of course not. If someone says, hey, do you mind if I fucking smoke up my candy floss vape? It's like, get the fuck out of here. Ew, gross. What are you doing? At least cigarette smoke smells like it's not gonna get sick on you. <laughs> at least it doesn't do you know what it doesn't smell like it's sticky that's true that's true and also I've never seen someone puff a cigarette in the air and it just kind of hangs for eternity yeah me and Eve were walking down O'Connell Street one time and he had like a I think it was like a grape vape or something like that it was something really like sickly sweet and he blew it into the air and it just kind of stuck there as if it was like a fucking, like, like <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it, but it just kind of hung in the air for a really long time. And I was thinking, like, there's no way you can convince me that this shit is, is better for you than a cigarette. Huh. Like, I know cigarettes are bad for people's health. 
However, there's no way a vape is even slightly better for someone's health. It's definitely so much worse. I feel like it'll just give you diabetes as well as lung cancer. Well, you get fucking popcorn lung. Isn't that what they call it? What? Yeah, Never heard that, it, that's a really upsetting name. It's, it's, the, it's the, like, the coughing that comes from a vape rather than a, if you're vaping rather than smoking a cigarette. Um, but like I'm convinced in like ten years I'm like oh yeah by the way uh, everyone that's ever like had a a pinata flavored vape you're all dead. That's huh. pinata flavor. <laughs> it's the first thing that came to mind. I don't know why it was pinata. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it'd be some variant on bubblegum. <laughs> just pinata flavor would be the worst flavor because it's paper and cardboard. <laughs> Man, if you guys, if you guys want to, if you guys want to freak yourself out, go to the. There's a Wikipedia page called "Composition of Electronic Cigarette Aerosol." It's terrifying. Oh no! Uh, simulate the action of smoking without tobacco combustion. Looks like cigarettes uh, smoke to some extent. So, propylene glycol, glycerin, nicotine flavors, aroma transporters, and other So. Contaminants. Metal parts of e-cigarettes in contact with the e-liquid can contaminate it with metals. Heavy metals and metal nanoparticles have been found in tiny amounts of the e-cigarette aerosol. Once aerosolized, the ingredients in the e-liquid go through chemical reactions that form new compounds not previously found in the liquid, including formaldehyde. <laughs> so, uh, I think I have to rescind what I said earlier. Because someone say, like, if someone got up to smoke their vape and instead of saying that, like, oh, is it okay if I have my vape in here? Instead, they went, is it okay if I smoke some nanoparticles in here? I'd be like, that's fucking real. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> fucking s smoke up, baby. Everyone with a vape should just say, I'm going to go inhale some nanoparticles because that sounds so much fucking cooler. <laughs> Vapes, get out of here. Technology ruins everything. Yeah. People complain like, oh, kids used to play with a ball. Kids still play with a ball. You know what else they do now? They don't smoke cigarettes, which was fucking cool, undeniably. This neighborhood's gotten a lot more lame in the last 20 years. Moving in with fucking, like kids. This like, is what fucking... the war on drugs caused. There could be kids out there now fucking smoking cigarettes and weed, playing with fucking fireworks, and instead, you know what they're doing? They're making Fortnites and playing TikToks and fucking having grape vapes. That's where we've gone. Grape vapes? what the most popular uh, vape flavor is i'd say probably it's like strawberry strawberry or probably strawberry or grape probably one of the two tobacco flavor <laughs> according to this according to vaporempire.com oh, that rules tobacco is the is the most popular flavor just smoke a fucking cigarette <laughs> uh -huh. What the fuck? Like, that's insane. So you're going to say, okay, I want to stop smoking. I, I used to smoke. I'm not going to smoke anymore. I'm going to move on to this vape. And you get tobacco-flavored vape juice for your vape. And then at that point, you're, ju <laughs> you're just smoking without smoking. Just smoke at that point. Uh. Uh. You're not going to quit. Just smoke. At least it's cool. <laughs> That's been a PSA from Adam Sharon. If any yeah. tobacco, big tobacco out there, you're you're in the middle of a war on vapes. I'm on your side. I am your loyal <laughs> soldier. 
Do you know there's a lobby group for smokers in Ireland? What are they called? <laughs> smokers Stop. Ireland? No, something way more imaginative, actually. In fact, I'm going to make you guess the name now for being cheeky. Um, the Smoky Boys. Nope. <laughs> I know the Smoky Boys. Fuck, not the that, was my, that was my best guess. Is it a song parody? Like, for instance, are they named after a certain Beastie Boys song? But instead of fight for your right to party, they're fight for your right to ignite. That's pretty good, but no. Shit. You'll never guess. It's con- it's very conceptually. The, the name is a the name is sort of a backronym uh, of a of a word that has absolutely nothing to do with smoking. Hmm. So it's. Hmm. I think I have. I think I looked it it's up a, here. It's a UK and Ireland organization. Ah, Dan. Okay, you're disqualified. Adam has to pick. I'm it. not. I'm not going to give the answer to Adam. Oh. Is it J or or we token? <laughs> no, it's Forest Freedom Organization for the Right to Enjoy Smoking Tobacco. <laughs> that fucking rules. I'm going to call every group Freedom Organization as a starter. <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> I want to be a member of Forest. I'm gonna take smoking back up. Let me just let me just read read to you part of a speech on the occasion of Forest's 40th anniversary gala dinner on 25th of June 2019. It's the worst shit you'll ever hear. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been my great pleasure to be the non-smoking director of Forest for 20 of our 40 years. Smokers must be one of the most vilified minorities in the country, and I'm proud to be involved in this small but important battle against the overbearing nanny state and the ghastly anti-smoking zealots. Founded in 1979 by Sir Christopher Foxley Norris, a former Battle of Britain fighter pilot and lifelong pipe smoker, much of Forrest's work is media-related. Over four decades, we've been quoted tens of thousands of times and given thousands of TV and radio interviews. When we're not responding to the latest anti-smoking initiatives, we are writing or commissioning our own reports, contributing to government consultations, or appearing before parliamentary committees. And it goes on like that. Fucking hell. Ghastly anti-smoking zealots. Nanny state. They're really like... Yo, well, how can we tie our one niche interest to one side of the political spectrum? John Mallon is Forrest's spokesman in Ireland, where the political and media environment is even more hostile to smokers than here in the UK. And Guillaume Perigois is our man in Brussels. That's an incredibly posh name for a francophone. Surely they don't need fucking representation in Europe. I see smoking is so fucking common. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the European mainland. I'm always, whenever we go to Madrid, I'm always shocked at how many people smoke. <laughs> it's because it's easier to smoke outside of Ireland than the UK. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're in like Portugal or whatever, they like let people smoke indoors and stuff. They just open all the windows. So if you're in like a bar at night, they just crack all the windows open and people can smoke their hearts. They don't really, like you don't really get many using it, but like they can, they have the freedom to do it. So you're going to notice it more. Shit, even I smoked at your wedding, Dan. <laughs> I haven't smoked in oh, years. Yeah. We, um, 
when we were uh, looking for venues, one of the things that we were looking for was well, we have to make it easier, easy for smokers to go and have a smoke, which wasn't something we thought we'd have to look for until one of the venues showed us their smoking area. And it was, I shit you not, a square, I think a foot by a foot uh, in length and width, uh, 30 feet up off the ground with no, I mean, uh, 30 stories up because the, the venue was 30 stories up, not 30 feet off the ground, 30 stories up with no guardrail around it. <laughs> so it was essentially a smoker killing zone, like one strong breeze. And uh, we have gone. to get we have to get Forrest in on this because they'll have something to say about that room. I can tell you now. I don't know what the Spanish version is going to be, El Bosque or something. <laughs> I think the worst smoking room I've ever seen in my fucking life. It's in a pub in Ireland, in Dublin, and I can't remember the pub. I was actually trying to think about this recently. <clears throat> um. Uh, when I was out with uh, with Rob, I went out for Rob uh, for have a few drinks with Rob uh, at this stage probably a month ago. There's a smoking room, and I swear to God, it is about the size of a toilet cubicle. Cool. Uh, maybe that's being a bit generous, but when you go into the smoking room, <laughs> it's not actually a room. This is a door to the outside where they have like they have bolted a gate onto like the side of the building. So you're technically outside the venue, <laughs> but you can't go any further because there's a, like a big like iron gate blocking your way that doesn't open. Go to the smoking cage, boys. <laughs> <laughs> worst worst room I've ever been in in my life. It's insane that it's it's like it, it's a great idea, but like they're like, hey, what are we gonna do? Because this goes outside the venue. People are gonna come in this way. And like, no, no have an idea <laughs> and some uh-huh. fucker comes up with like big fucking garden gates essentially and bolts them onto the side of the building so you can't open it or come in or out uh, did they go floor to ceiling what was yeah. above them the the room has like a little like it's like a little uh like a like a roof like a little patio roof kind of thing uh. and the gate comes up and covers it so it goes beyond it i can't remember the pub i really i it'll come to me at some stage um but it's the it's the craziest thing i've ever seen it's an Awful little room. So, and also you... the implications that you're supposed to fuck the cigarette out the gate because there's nowhere like where are you gonna put to... it. Let the council clean it up, I guess. So, um, there's almost almost no smoking area that I've ever seen in any pub in Dublin is fully compliant with the legislation. No. Uh, One of the worst ones is uh Maybe I shouldn't name them. Oh, fuck it, you know what? I don't know whether they're closed, but I'm never going back again. I so fuck them. Is in uh, Everly Gardens. Yeah. Where the smoking area doesn't exist. You're just inside smoking in the club. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. you're just straight up ignoring all of the legislation. Uh, so. Fucking worst requirement. Trying Anyone to find the requirements. To, uh... As far as I recall, it has to have either no walls or no roof. I think isn't it something like like seventy percent has to be uncovered or it can't be covered or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's like seventy percent is covered. They technically consider it enclosed, and then yeah. you can't. You're not supposed to be able to smoke in there or whatever. I remember. Um... Like ten years ago in Cork, there was some pub whose smoking area, you know, was slightly covered in, uh, by a tarp or whatever, and it got, yeah. and there was a rip in it. So it was lashing rain, and no one was going out there. <laughs> so they just closed a room in the pub and told people that was the smoking room. <laughs> so you could like open it, and there'd be like fucking dense fog, <laughs> like hanging <laughs> from the roof. And they did that for like a week before they got caught. 
I'm surprised anyone bothered to catch them. To be fair, <laughs> I, I genuinely think a guard, like some guards, must have gone into the pub on, on related business and seen it because yeah, no one, you know, they weren't they weren't hiding it necessarily. Clearly, they thought no one would give a shit. Oh yeah, they definitely weren't hiding it. They definitely just thought, "Fuck it, what are they gonna do? Stop us?" And they did. <laughs> <laughs> And they did. Okay, we should start winding this down now. Is there any final thoughts before we go? Elden Ring is very scary. I've I've died already 50 times. That's my review so far. 10 out of 10. Uh, Meanwhile, I 100% completed the game recently because I rule. Adam was fucking giving me, or is still giving me advice, which I appreciate, but I can't tell if he's playing a prank on me or not. So he says stuff like, yeah, just go west. And then going west, being like, I'm definitely going to get eaten. Well, by I don't want to. I mean, no, no, I, you I, I understand <laughs> that you can't tell me what's going to happen or what's going to come. Uh, I Basically, understand that completely, but because the game has already conditioned me to expect the worst from everyone. I fucking started the game, fucking Elder Scrolls head on me, saw a guy in a horse, and I was like, he looks like a friendly knight. Hello. And he stabbed me in the head, and I died straight <laughs> away. So it's been a harsh learning curve. Is Elden Ring set in the Lord of the Rings cinematic universe? No. Did I- what? Since what? Why? Because it's 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 unrelated. It's just a just a rip off. Similar name. It's one of those. I mean, George R. R. Martin was involved in the in the creation of the world, and you can sort of tell because um, there's a you lot. You can of, definitely like, tell some stuff when the, you come the across the and yeah, shit like that. Well, when you come across like if you've played like Dark Souls or anything, you could tell the stuff that they worked on, like Miyazaki worked on, and then when you get the stuff that George R. R. Martin clearly worked on, it's like ah. Yeah, okay. That's 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 his stuff. That's where I that's where I know. Cuz it's like you'll meet like a like a dragon and it's like, "Oh, this is, you know, the Lich King dragon Fortasax or whatever." It's like, "Oh, okay. That's a lot of words." And then like you'll come across someone else. It's like, "This is Dinkle, the shit stain." It's like, "Well, there's George. That's his <laughs> contribution here." And then it's like, "Hey, Dinkle, what do you do?" He's like, "I'm a dung eater. I eat dung." And it's like, "Yep. That's George, all right. Well, there we go. That's fine." But well, hang on. Like the Elden Ring title screen is the same fucking font as the Lord of the Rings title screen and The Hobbit. Is it? I never noticed I mean, that before. Yeah, all it's literally, literally identical. It's a, gold, it's a goldy serif. It's a goldy serif font with extended whatever you call them, fucking flourishes or embellishments or whatever. I don't know. I'm not a fucking craft designer. Well, they're, they're the like, rings. It's a, it's, a, it's a weathered, goldy, fucking swordy, metallic th- same fucking color. You're telling me that isn't Lord of the Rings? I no. thought I generally thought it was a Rings of Power tie-in. No. Are you sure no, it's no. not a Rings of Power tie-in? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, sure there's, you know... They are very, very similar. I am looking at them now. And fair yeah. Place, if you're right, they are very... They even have, like, the same kind of, like... Very similar. They're fucking identical. It's the same they font. Have the, <laughs> they have the same notches in the font as if, like, a sword hacked them, so... It's I mean, literally. I can't tell. probably doesn't. There's no giant E in Lord of the Rings. So do you think? Do you think the Elden Ring letters were made from the leftover letters from Lord of the Rings that they didn't use? Like they gathered up the the letters that were just kind of left sitting around after Lord of the Rings came out. They're like, well, I guess well, we'll use these. It's even got the same. Uh, no, but the, the R in Ring in both of them is different because the Lord of the Rings one has this little like flare at the end, like it's big. Yeah, it's, it's, they got a yeah. Sorry, they got a cheaper font and did a knockoff version of the Lord of the Rings font. But they've even gone and done the thing where the beginning and terminal characters in the title are larger and elongated compared to the others, but they didn't do as nice a job as the designer of the Lord of the Rings title screen by just elongating the descender on the L and stretching out the S. 
they just scaled up the letters by a couple of font sizes um, and by, did, just didn't use a custom font and they didn't adjust the tracking and ring either. But it's literally the same design of font, the kind of the weathered, hacked away at. There's notches out of the or in Lord of the Rings. There's a notch taken out of the big capital or in rings in, the, in Lord of the Rings title screen. There's a notch taken out of the G in the Elden Ring title. Like, what? You're telling me that how is this not an how does this not a, a Lord of the Rings tie in? I I don't know, dude, because it's not. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't make it. Fucking Frodo. Man, if, I was, if, I was a talking, if I was a talking estate, I'd be, I'd be fucking. I'd be taking a, a goblin army up there, asshole. Like, the fuck that. <laughs> oh no, Tolkien and Martin are going to fight it out. I hope Christopher Tolkien goes and rips George R.R. R. Martin a new one. Fuck me. That's so, uh, what a rip. He's dead. So. <laughs> Finish your books now, fucker. Who? George R.R. R. Martin's dead? No, Christopher no. Tolkien. Is he alive? I thought no. he was dead. He well, is dead. Well, Christopher Tolkien should come back from the dead, like the army of the dead being led by Aragorn into the siege of the Pelennor Fields. That, that's actually kind of like the army of the dead in Elden Ring, actually, how do you say it? <laughs> if only the... Yeah, yeah. You're, fucking have, you're having me fucking on. What? Yeah, there's like a ghost army. It's like some guy you fight, he's kind of like a knight or whatever, and turns out he's like a king, but then like he has like a ghost army. I think it's the what king color of is the, What color is... What, what, what color is the miasma on the ghost army? Uh, like a blue, like a bluish kind of tint. Oh, that's okay green. then. They changed it from green to blue. <laughs> Why is that something? Did they get off a boat? In the, yeah, in yeah, the... yeah. And it's like a weird, like fucking, like wizard man, and he kind of like he has like okay. a fucking like a, like a like a falcon or something. I don't know. They killed the giant elephants. That's my favorite part, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. I, I, like, are they are they related or? That 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 doesn't sound similar to me. Elijah Wood is like around a lot. Is that <laughs> your, your best friend? Is called Lasso Leg. He's... I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at a screenshot here, and it literally looks like it's set in Osgiliath from the films, except with more grass. See, I was just making shit up as I go, but what you just said could have been a made-up location. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> yeah, the guy's standing, the guy's sitting around on a goat horse thing, looking at a dragon in front of a load of ruined Gothic buildings. That's Osgiliath. Just with more grass, must be summer. <laughs> it's June and Askelly. <laughs> it's it's actually a postcard. It says "Wish you were here" on the side. <laughs> okay, with that, this has been episode sixty-three of Morning Brew. I am, of course, been Adam Sheridan. I'm Stephen Burke, and, and I'm Daniel Kirsten. <laughs> and uh, with the Tolkien Estate and the Martin Estate are going to have to fight it out now. Um, unfortunately, while uh, Miyazaki is kind of in the background and um, just kind of caught in the middle like a divorced child maybe he can make it good and he can like involve the Tolkien estate on like Elden Ring 2 maybe who knows the parent trap book for fantasy series <laughs> maybe the he can have like a bunch of a uh, bunch of uh, characters that like dragons that no one fucking gives a shit about the parent trap but one of them is Denethor <laughs> it ends the All same right. way bye <laughs> bye bye, bye.